0: Chats from the Blog Cabin.
1: Your favorite podcast is here.
0: Y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, you know, the show where I virtually invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. And today we're chatting with Janine. She is a president and CEO and co-founder of Sideline Prep. She's a former NFL and NBA cheerleader. And also, she has all these other titles. I mean, I could go on and on and on. We could spend probably the whole hour just talking about all the different jobs you do, because I don't know how you do it all. (laughs)
1: Sometimes I (laughs) don't know either, in all honesty.
0: (laughs) So, Janine, welcome to the show. Introduce yourself a little bit before we start talking about Sideline Prep. Yeah, most definitely.
1: So, first of all, thanks for having me. Super excited to be here just to chat with your audience. Um, Like mentioned, I am Janine Samuels, born and raised in Richmond, Virginia. I am the proud um, aunt and godmother. I have, wow, let's see, three nieces, two nephews, and seven godchildren. So they keep me super busy. (laughs) But family um, is definitely top, top priority um, with me and pretty much drives everything um, that I do. But I'm a graduate of the University of Richmond. Um, After that, I basically came up to the D.C., Northern Virginia area and was a Consultant for what used to be Bell Atlantic and now is Verizon. And I really discovered that I had a knack for process improvement and quality, and just fixing internal processes. So I left Verizon and ended up starting my own company, and it's called GS Consulting and Communications. So I do a lot of strategic planning, IBM V work, process improvement, BPR for the state of Maryland, the federal government, you know, private sector, small companies, and all of that. And then my side hustle is um, sideline prep, and that is basically a pro cheer prep company. So we Help um, ladies and men become prepared for prep classes and auditions if they have a desire to become a professional cheerleader for the NFL, the NBA, or any other sports league. And obviously, that passion came about because when I was at Bell Atlantic, I decided I wanted to try out for what used to be the Washington Redskins, is now as the Washington football team. Um, I had a couple of years experience as a cheerleader. I cheered in college, um, a couple of years in high school, um, but was really a track and field runner. So the fact that I even became a professional cheerleader pretty much surprised everybody because I was a tomboy. But I auditioned and I made it. The very first time that I auditioned for, um, at that time, like I said, the Washington Redskins cheerleaders, stayed on that that team for eight amazing seasons, um, retired from there and decided I wasn't done. So I ended up going to the NBA and danced for the Wizards as well. And after that hung up my pom poms to become the in arena host. So I was the in arena host for the WNBA Mystics the NBA's um, Wizards, and now I am the in-game host. Back where it all started with the Washington football team, so it's definitely been a journey. Um, I have had I had to wear many hats, but I love being busy. I love being engaged and involved in the community, and I just love helping other people, especially women, level up and become better versions of themselves.
0: Wow, you just—I I, want to know where you get all this energy from because it seems like you have like a, tons of energy I'm assuming you worked your full-time job while you're also doing the, the cheerleading as well. So how did you balance it all?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And a lot of people don't even realize that, even though we are professional cheerleaders and professional dancers, we don't necessarily get professional pay. And when I, what I mean by that is we don't necessarily make enough money to sustain our lifestyles and to sustain and, and basically pay all of our bills. So, the majority of professional cheerleaders, there's actually a requirement where you either need to have a full time job, be a full time student, or if you're a mom, um, then that's acceptable as well because that's a full time job in and of itself. Mm. But, yes, I mean, I have to say um, when I was working at Verizon, there was about a month where I didn't think that I could handle it because I was, you know, going in the nine to five and having to leave right after work to get to to practice. And we would start practice at 7 p.m. And sometimes we would not get out of there until after midnight. And then I'd have to start the process all over again. And then on top of that, we have, you know, appearances and promotions in the community, uh, community service events. We obviously have games um, that are mainly on Sundays, but could be Monday night football, Thursday night, Mm -hmm. um, and then tours. We did a lot of traveling um, for the military on military appreciation tours. So I would say that first month was a struggle because I just had to get my body accustomed to a little less sleep. (laughs) <laughs> um, so, and that's what and that's what happens. You have to give and take um, within your own life a little bit. Um, I had to still perform and deliver as a consultant um, at Verizon because my career was very important to me and I was on track to move up relatively fast within the organization. So performance was really, really important there. But then I also had to make sure that I go to practice and I know my routines and that I know what I'm doing um, on the field as well, um, especially once I became a captain. So there's a give and a take, but with like anything in life, something that you love to do, you figure it out, you time block, you um, just make it work. And that's basically what we have to do as professional cheerleaders, because we really have two full-time jobs at a minimum.
0: (laughs) Wow. Now, was it different cheering for the NFL as it was the NBA? Because the NBA, I'm assuming there was more games and things like that, and there's more time crunches. Yes. And you know what? A lot of
1: people ask me this question, and I wish that I would have done some sort of time and motion study while I was both an NFL cheerleader and an NBA. So from the outside looking in, you would automatically assume, yes, you have you know basically 10 games for the NFL and you have 40-some home games for the NBA. So there's a lot more time with the NBA. In my experience, that probably is true, but it wasn't that big of a gap. And that's because For the NFL, just in this area, we had a lot more community service events. We had a lot more appearances. So while there was less games, we still had practices, and we had a lot more time where we were at community service events. And then I participated in more so I did a lot more traveling overseas, which were normally a week to two weeks at a time where I'm dedicating my time to the military, you know, the USO, the DOD, AFE, to give back to our military. So it almost probably evens out. But most definitely when it comes to the game day experience itself, we were, um, you know, at games a lot more for the NBA.
0: Wow. So and then you turned it and made it into a side hustle, which I love that. What made you decide to create Sideline Prep to help others with cheerleading? Yeah, so when I retired from
1: the NFL, I realized that there was a huge demand for assistance with pro cheer. Like with any other, when you think about it, sport or any even cheer and dance, um, especially at the younger ages, there are camps all over the place. There are different organizations that will help you level up and become a better athlete. But there just was this huge void in the pro cheer industry space. And I realized this because once I retired, a lot of people started to feel comfortable coming to me, asking me for help. I think likely when I was on the team, you would get questions here and there, but they kind of, I think people understand that they would be my competition. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that's why I wasn't approached as much while I was on the team. But most definitely once I retired, people just started reaching out, asking for assistance and help. And so we realized that there was a void there and decided to go ahead and start sideline prep just like to see what would happen. And I remember receiving that first email with someone wanting to work with us (laughs) one on one. And I just got so excited. Um, And now, you know, we've grown it from a service-based business and a coaching business that was just one-on-one, where now we have a very extensive coaching program that has over a 70% success rate and is my main source of income. So it really has grown. It really has expanded. It basically pays my bills and supports my lifestyle right now. And that transition had to happen because of COVID, you know, when COVID happened, A lot of the contracts that I had on the consulting side for GSCC, they just started to dwindle away because companies had to reduce their expenses and quality kind of took the back burner. And so I had to focus my attention on sideline prep and I was able to um, grow it into what it is now. And, you know, definitely looking forward to what's to come.
0: Wow. I mean, I'm just so impressed and I want to get more into how you started it and everything. We need to take a brief commercial break, but then we'll be right back. Chats
1: from the Blog Cabin.
0: Hit subscribe.
1: And don't miss the next episode. Chats from the Blog Cabin.
0: Enjoying this episode? Leave a review now.
1: Branding yourself begins with self-reflection, taking stock of your strengths. Is there a particular talent that helps you shine? In this series, founder of Pierre Branding Group, Lydia Pierre, sits down with the executives and entrepreneurs to shed light on why it is important to brand yourself and get ahead.
0: and we are back talking with janine um sideline prep cheerleaders how often do you get the question how often before you started it with people coming up to you and say how do you get involved how do you become a cheerleader how do you become a pro cheerleader because i'm assuming there's a lot of steps that you have to go through
1: Most definitely there are. And, you know, once you start for me personally, once I started to coach people on how to become a professional cheerleader, I realized that there is a system, there is a framework, there are steps that literally everyone has to take. And what a lot of people don't realize is that it is more than just about dance, you know, staying on beat. It's more than, you know, pirouettes and the technique side and high kicks Even though we are called cheerleaders, and a lot of teams now are even changing the names and referring to us as dancers, we really are dancers. There are a couple of teams like the Baltimore Ravens, which... Right up the street from where I am now that have both a dance team and a co-ed stunt like rah-rah cheer with the motions team. But most teams for the you know, most part are dancers. And so, yes, it is about the dance and the performance and the showmanship component. But it's also making sure that you can be a strong um ambassador for the community and for the team, that you have good interview skills, that you have good public speaking skills, that you're photogenic, that you are healthy, that you you know treat your body like a temple and you're feeding and fueling your body with the right foods and water and vitamins that you have the right look from head to toe. If we are role models in the community, we want to present ourselves as such. So yes, it is hair, makeup, and all of that. But it's also just how you come across and how you make the fans feel. So there are so many components that really go into preparing. And what we found um, for me personally in working with so many amazing women is that the foundation of of it all is mindset. The foundation of everything, whether or not um, they make the team or not, it all links back to if they believe that they can. And it really um, comes back to mindset. And so the foundation and the framework um, that we built our system on is based on the mind first and making sure that you um, are aware of how to strengthen your mind, strengthen your beliefs, strengthen your um, knowledge and true feelings that you can do it, that you can become a pro leader, that you can reach your goals and you can reach your dreams. Because if you don't have that confidence within yourself, the judges are going to be able to see it. You're going to step on um, the stage, you're going to perform, and maybe you're going to try to do your best, but it's going to feed out and read out in everything that you do as far as how you're standing, how you're holding your shoulders, how you're communicating, and how you're performing. So it really starts with mindset, and that is the core of the preparation process.
0: Now, let's talk about when you first went out and you first tried out for as a cheerleader. What was going through your mind? I'm I'm assuming that you were very nervous when you tried out because it's something new. Anytime you try something new, it's your nerves. But let's talk about your experience trying out.
1: Yeah. So interesting story. The very first time that I saw the first ladies of football, I was at a football game way up in the nosebleed section with my mom. A friend of mine had been drafted um, to the Washington football team and we were watching and I was supposed to be paying attention to the football game, but I wasn't. I was literally watching the cheerleaders the entire time and just amazed by how glamorous and gorgeous and beautiful they looked and just how energetic they were and how friendly they looked. And it was at that moment that I decided that I wanted to go ahead and audition. Now, I had gained the freshman 15 Mm -hmm. the year after I graduated from college. (laughs) So I (laughs) made it my freshman year because I was active. I was a cheerleader. I was very busy my entire time at college. I gained it afterwards. So I knew that I had to get into good physical shape. So that was the biggest thing for me. It was really making sure that I, you know, knew what um, or felt good about my appearance. So I really focused a lot on that. And at the time, unfortunately, you know, there wasn't a lot of online resources to Mm -hmm. help me through the process. So I sort of went in a little blind to the entire process. I did attend a prep class, which is basically an opportunity for people to come and practice with the team. I did that um, and looked around myself, you know, and saw that there were people that were prettier than me, taller than me, thinner than me, Mm -hmm. um, better dance skills than me. And so, yes, the nerves at that point started to fester a lot more because I realized that this was a very competitive industry, but I still decided I wanted to go for it. So I just did it. Um, It was over a weekend. Uh, Friday evening we went in, we had to introduce ourselves and basically say why we deserve to be on the team and we had to do what was called freestyle, they basically just play the music and we had dance. Um, And then Saturday and Sunday we were learning choreography, doing kick drills and kick line sequences. Um, I remember I felt like I pulled a muscle, (laughs) my legs were like I could barely walk the the next day. Um, And then Sunday was game time. Sunday was when we had to actually perform the routines in front of the judges and so It while it was extreme, while I was extremely nervous, I didn't have any expectations that I would make the team. I just didn't think that I would, and because I didn't have any expectations, I think it helped me to kind of center and just try to have fun with the experience. And when my number was called, I could not believe it. No one in my family knew I was auditioning, the only people that knew at that time were my roommates. And literally that was it. And the people that I met um, at the you know, auditions. Um, and I remember, and I'll forever be thankful for this, there were a couple of cheerleaders that were already on the team that came over to me Saturday um, at the end of practice and asked if I wanted to practice with them that night. And had they not invited me to their practice, I'm pretty sure I would not have made the team. So I'm very thankful for them. And they are one reason that I decided to start Sideline Prep, because I know that they basically sent the elevator back down to me. They extended a hand to say, we can assist, we can help. You seem like you have potential, but you're struggling a little bit. So why don't you come practice with us? (laughs) Um, And because they did that for me, I felt like I wanted to do that for other people as well.
0: I love that. And you actually have a webinar that's coming up soon, right? Yes. It's actually
1: titled how to land a spot on the pro cheer team of your dreams. And we're going to go over like the five biggest mistakes that Potentials, we call them potentials, but that candidates make when they're going into the audition process and what they need to do instead. So really excited about that because a lot of people, you just don't know what you don't know. And this isn't just a regular audition, a regular dance audition at a college or, um, you know, maybe at your high school. Pro level is pro level. It's a different level, and there are different expectations and requirements at this level. So, this, you know, basically a free webinar that I'm going to share um, all of our tips and tricks and our framework, the step by step of what it is that we do to help our clients become professional cheerleaders.
0: I love that. And along with that, you also have a challenge as well.
1: Yes. Thank you for mentioning that, too. So, we um, understand that. Everyone learns in a different manner, right? So some people love webinars, listening, taking notes, and then, you know, asking questions at the end for a Q&A. But then we also have a five-day Operation Pro Cheer Challenge. And this is going to be a situation where it's not just me sharing, but we're going to be inviting different people, um, clients of ours that we've worked with that have, you know, gone on to become professional cheerleaders. I'm going to be inviting, for example, my nutrition and fitness coach, who is absolutely amazing, Jeanette. She's going to be talking um, on Wednesday, about you know what you need to do from a nutrition and fitness standpoint to get that pro your body, but in a very healthy, healthy way. So every day we have a new guest. We have a workbook where people can kind of fill in the blank as we go through the content, and then we open it up for Q and A at the end of each of those days as well. So that one is a bit more interactive. It's a bit more um, conversational, lively. Uh, we laugh a lot. We joke a lot, and then we just share a lot of success stories as well because. One huge roadblock, again, going back to that mindset piece, is that sometimes people just don't think that they can do it. They think it's out of reach for them. And we try to make sure that we share stories to explain and show that if this person can do it with these roadblocks and these obstacles and these things that she or he had to overcome, then you can do it as well. You know, for me, I, like I said, I was a track and field runner. I didn't have a technical dance background. Yes, I was a cheerleader, but I didn't know how to do pirouettes and leaps and all of those things. So if I can do it, then we can definitely help other people do it as well. And sometimes just hearing that and hearing those stories will really help people push through their fears and their doubts so that they take that first step.
0: I love that you said you have a nutrition and fitness coach. Is there anybody else that you have on staff that you kind of help help? that help you run the day-to-day or help you with these camps or these challenges yes yeah,
1: so you know the biggest i would say components of pro Cheer would be your your appearance so we have a nutrition and fitness coach she um is you know a registered dietitian she's a beach body coach she's certified she has a degree in weight management Because we don't believe in crash diets. We don't believe in, you know, some of the healthy mechanisms to lose weight fast. That's not what we are about. It's really about creating a lifestyle around healthy eating and working out. So she is like a huge, huge asset to our team. We also have... um, A lady, Amber, who is actually a lovely. So we helped her get on the Washington Wizards and she helps with the makeovers. So really helping people feel confident in their skin um, based on the team that they're auditioning for, that they have the right look for that team. We have dance technique coaches. So Megs and Leanne um, are huge with helping our lovelies learn the technical aspects of dance to make sure that they feel confident going in and have to do across the floor and You know, perform the choreography and all of that. We also have Sammy, Joe, and Barbara that really help with the interview process. So interviews, um, writing and filling out the application, and then also your resume. All of these are extremely important components of the process. And the wonderful thing about all of our coaches is that they are all former professional cheerleaders. So they've been there, they've done it, they understand what it takes to become a professional cheerleader, but more importantly, they understand the mindset that is needed to Push through um, those tough days. They understand the mindset that is needed to um, continue to go when you hear a no, continue to move forward even though you hear a no. So it really is, um, we have just an amazing group of coaches that kind of help along the way. And then we have a team of accountability coaches. We also understand and know that sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to do different things. You know, if You know, our clients already had the capabilities, the mindset, the skills, the knowledge to be a professional cheerleader. They'd already be a professional cheerleader. So there are some things that they're going to have to do differently that they may have trouble doing differently. So we have accountability coaches that kind of support that as well to make sure, you know, they're all doing what it is they say
0: they want to do and that they've committed to do. Um, There's a couple of things off of what you just said. But first of all, I think a lot of people would be shocked that you have to have a resume and you have to fill out the application. There's an essay and things like that, because a lot of people don't equate that with cheerleading. So let's talk about that. Yeah,
1: exactly. I think people just look at what we do on game day and assume like, oh, she can dance, so of course she's she's pretty, She, of course she made it. No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> like there are a lot
1: of components to this process. So we have to submit applications. We have to submit photos. We have to sit in front of judges and coaches, and a lot of teams have formal interview processes. Um, there's also um, a, a component on speaking, making sure that you can introduce yourself, because they really want to make sure that, When you're at a community service event and you're with fans, that you represent the organization in the best way possible. So when you think about a professional cheerleader, it's a job this isn't just an extracurricular activity this is a job and just like you if you were applying for a job at you know mci or starbucks or as a flight attendant or whatever job it is that you're applying for it's the same thing for pro tier so yeah we have to go through all of the same processes the added um, areas for us is that we have to show that we're physically fit that we take care of our bodies that we can dance you know so our craft is a little bit different But uh, the process and the means in order to get that job are very similar.
0: I love that. And I keep hearing you call the people that are in in the course lovely. So let's talk about that. I've heard you say it a couple of times.
1: Yes. So when starting Sideline Prep, and I think it's because of my consulting background, um, as a consultant, I have clients. Um, As a consultant, I have customers. And those words to me, weren't warm and fuzzy, and Mm -hmm. I am very aware that the highest, you know, vibration and the highest frequency of energy that you can send out as a human is one of love, and so in kind of like referencing and and emailing, you know, my community, it changed from, you know, them being clients and customers, and hey girl, and what's up friend, and things Mm -hmm. like that, to I love you guys, Y'all are my lovelies. (laughs) and So what better term than being a lovely? So anyone that works with us um, is a lovely, obviously, if it's a female. And then because now the industry has really opened up to um, and welcoming more men into the pro cheer world, um, our men are called gents. And I use gents because um, of the of the term gentlemen. So, my father, in every sense of the word, is a gentleman. And unfortunately, it's a lost um, trait for some males. And yep. so, I am always looking to surround myself with gentlemen. And so when we're working with men, we want to underscore the importance of going into this process as a gentleman and showing them that you're not just a man that can dance, but you're a gentleman. So that's why we call our guys gents.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is there a different process for the females and the males or is it pretty much the same? You just have to tweak it here and there.
1: It's pretty much the same. Um, All of the components are the same. Um, The only difference is maybe what's expected of them at the actual audition. So some teams are expecting, you know, men to be able to do more tricks and um, it may be more of like tumbling and tricks and like those types of things, but for the most part, whatever the females are doing, the men have to do and vice versa. So the process to prepare is very much the same. Um, The skills that they have to bring um, in front of the judges might be a little bit different, but for the most part, it's definitely the same. Now, we're not gonna recommend, you know, on average for men to wear lashes to, you know, help to open up their eyes and things like that. It's not necessarily a requirement to put on makeup, but you know, there are men who still do that. And so we help through that entire process, but they've got to be physically fit. They have to look the part. They have to be able to interview well, their application and their photos have to, you know, present the best package um, possible. So it's pretty
0: much the exact same process. I also love the fact that you touched on nutrition, that you didn't want to do crash diets, that you want to make sure that they're eating healthy, that they're feeding their body right with the right fuel.
1: Yeah, so our um, coach, Jeanette, and, and myself as well, we are really big on a lifestyle and creating a lifestyle around food. And that's because of our personal experience being professional cheerleaders. You know, we saw as professional cheerleaders when our teammates got benched because they got down to a weight that they felt they could maintain to make the team. But then once they were on the team and life happened, with a full-time job and practices and games and appearances and everything else, um, their lifestyle really wasn't one in which could maintain that weight. Mm -hmm. So it's more about making sure that you have a lifestyle in which you can maintain a healthy weight and be healthy. So three small meals a day, those snacks in between, drinking the water, the vitamins, and making that something that you do every single day, not just the days leading up to the actual audition. So we stress that over and over and over and over again. And it's also like the water. It's it's vitamins. It's getting enough sleep. It's all of that mm-hmm. to really help you create a healthy lifestyle around food and working out. I um, you know, you mentioned at the top, you know, that I have so much energy. A lot of that has to do with the fact that in the morning, part of my morning routine is working out. You know, when you work out first thing in the morning, those endorphins kick in and you just feel great the entire day. Um, and then the other component is like, I always have water next to me. I'm always drinking water, but I'm making sure that I'm eating on a regular basis as well. And I'm fueling, my body the way that I should um, to be able to live a very active
0: lifestyle as well. So you just talked about making sure that you're eating right, but what do you do to take time out? Because obviously you have several side hustles as long as you're with your major job as well. What do you do to take time out for you, self-care, where you say, okay, I'm not answering phones. I'm not, I'm not dealing with anything business-wise. It's time for me.
1: Yes. So I have to admit that I'm not that good at this yet, but I'm working on it. I am a work in progress. So now that I have a team, um, I am able to do this a lot more. So before, you know, being a consultant and being the main point of contact for my clients, it was hard to really go on a vacation and leave my laptop at home. Um, now that I'm not doing as much consulting and I'm really focused more on sideline prep and I have an amazing team, um, shout out to say and Brittany um, they are really able to basically run the company when I want to take a vacation and that's super Mm -hmm. important um, as an entrepreneur to invest in your team, to train your team, to make sure that they understand how empowered they are to make decisions so that when you aren't there, you are able, they are able to keep things going and keep things smooth. So for me personally, um, my self-care starts in the morning. So even if I am going to work that day, making sure that I complete my morning routine is very important to me. So getting my workout in, you know my affirmations, journaling, um, listening to some motivation videos. I'm maybe doing a self-hypnosis, you know, whatever I need to do, my morning routine and dedicating that to myself every single day is a huge part of my self-care. And then at night, making sure that I spend time um, meditating and reading before I go to bed. So that really helps me to kind of settle in and kind of center um, before I um, go to sleep. And then I try to get a massage and or a facial at least once a month. So that is something that I'm trying to do. I would love to work up to once a week <laughs> if possible. <laughs> and then um, spending time with friends and family. So that's kind of how I fuel myself um, is the friends and family time. And then my other job as, you know, the in game host and hosting different events. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's where that's my zone of genius and that energizes me. So even though I'm working, um, I'm refueled when I'm able to host, um, you know, the games and different events and things like that. But I do need to do a little bit better. And that is one of the goals. Um, one of the things that I have on my vision board for this year is just spending more time and making sure that I have that self-care um, and really unplugging, especially on those voca- those vacations. It's a little harder, like going on a vacation. I still, I have to admit, take my laptop with me just in case. <laughs>
0: Now, you mentioned at the top of the show about COVID and how you sideline prep became your main source of income during COVID. And I wouldn't think that would be the case because with the COVID, a lot of the teams were not playing. They weren't allowing a lot of extra people into the stadium. So I'm assuming a lot of cheerleaders were not even there during the games. So let's talk about how COVID made you change your mindset a little bit.
1: Yeah, so when it all originally happened, we didn't really know what was going to happen with the different leagues. We didn't know what the mandates were going to be um, you know, at the field or in the arena. We didn't know who was going to have auditions and who wouldn't. But for the most part, the majority of both NFL and NBA teams still held auditions. They were just done virtually. Mm-hmm. So because of that, it enabled us to still move forward with our coaching program. And it actually strengthened the importance of a program like ours, because while all of these other dance studios and coaching programs were scrambling, try to go virtual, we had already been virtual. Mm -hmm. You know, our coaching program was already virtual. Our pro dance Academy was already, you know, how to videos on how to do the technique already virtual. We already knew how to use zoom. So it was an easy transition for us because our program is designed in such a way that we did not want to tell someone on the West Coast that we couldn't help them. Mm -hmm. So the majority of it is virtual. We actually right now have six young women that are professional cheerleaders for the NFL and NBA that we worked with as part of our coaching program that lived in Japan when they were working with us. Wow. Because we've set up such a system in such a way, you know, that works, that no matter where you're located, you can get the coaching that you need to work with us. So even though COVID was like, okay, there's all this uncertainty, you know, we basically said, so what, you're going to be mad that you're overprepared? So you join the program now, you work with us for the next four to six months, and your team doesn't have auditions. okay. That just means next year when those auditions come back, you're going to be that much more prepared. Um, And then we did give the option um, for people to repeat and for it to not count against their 100% satisfaction guarantee. So let me explain. So in our program, when you graduate from our program, even though we have over a 70% success rate of our graduates landing a spot on a team, if for some reason someone auditions and doesn't make a team as part of the satisfaction guarantee, they can repeat their program um, at a future date whenever they're ready. Well, for people in COVID, some of them couldn't audition because they didn't have auditions. So we did allow people to repeat if they wanted to, and it wouldn't count as their repeat based on the satisfaction guarantee. So they would basically get two repeats for free. So that's another thing that we did just in case they were um, auditioning for a team that ended up not having auditions. And a lot of, you know, our lovelies that made teams through the virtual process um, you know, didn't get to experience dancing on the field. They didn't mm-hmm. get to experience being on the court, but they still got to experience being a part of the team. And then they could go in a bit more confident next time for the second year.
0: I love that. And I love the fact that you give that, satisf- that guarantee because a lot of people would say, well, they're just going to want to get my money if I don't make it again. Cause there's a lot of coaching programs that when you go through one time and then you, go back through, they're like, nope, give me some more money. So you're yeah. all about the individual and making sure that the individual is satisfied. And I think that's that's really admirable because a lot of people are more about the dollar signs than they are about the individuals.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, for me um, at my core, it's always been, like I said, about love. Right. And just giving, 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 giving. Now, if I could do it for free, I would. But obviously I can't. Um, You know, I've even had, you know, customers are lovely say, oh, that's it. That's all. Oh, and you have a 12 month payment plan, like because we never want money to be Mm -hmm. the reason that you don't pursue your goals and your dreams. At the same time, we can't guarantee that you're going to make a team. It's a very subjective Mm -hmm. sport. It's not like track and field where if I cross the finish line first, I win. It's very subjective. And so what happens, though, is when – You go through this preparation process, you're feeling good, you're feeling confident. You know, we do work a lot on mindset so that they still feel, you know, good about what they put forward in the audition, even if they hear a no, but it still hurts. It's still hard to hear, you don't wanna hear a no. And so to encourage people to not give up, we say, okay, you know what, you heard that no, but that's okay because you can come back and repeat again and we're gonna help you again. For free, And so it's about, you know, that love that we have for our community, but it's also to make sure people don't give up on themselves, that people don't give up on their goals and give up on their dreams and give up on all of that because they're like, oh, I can't do this again. I don't have sideline Prep by my side. If I couldn't do it with them by my side, there's no way I can do it without them. You know, we just don't want them to go down that line of thinking. So it should be hopefully a no brainer. If you hear a no, that doesn't mean never. It just means not right now. And it means I'm going to go ahead and work with Cylon Prep again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, because that, you're, you hear a lot of stories. I'm just going to bring the beauty pageants in right now because you hear a lot of stories about people that enter multiple beauty pageants year after year after year, and they finally win one. Yeah. It's uh, like you said, it's all subjected to what the judge is like and what who's the competition at that particular point. Yeah. And it's all about you. One, not giving up, but then growing and improving
1: along the way. So the worst thing that anyone can do is, you know, go to an audition and have like, these are the things I need to work on. These are my OFIs, my opportunities for improvement. And then a whole year go past and you don't do anything. You don't practice. You don't try to level up. You don't work on your OFIs. And so then you're arriving the exact same way, looking the same way, doing the same thing. And so that can obviously hurt you a lot um, in any subjective sport. So you always want to level up and you always want to improve. But there are people that constantly improve both in our industry and like you said, in the pageant industry, they constantly improve, but they keep hearing no and no and no and no. But you just can't give up. One of our lovelies auditioned for a team um, nine times and on her 10th team, her her 10th audition for this particular team finally made it. Now, if she would have stopped after number nine, she never would have made it. Now she made semi-pro teams along the way. So she had the experience and was able to dance on semi-pro teams through those 10 years. But that 10th year, her dream team, she finally made. Same thing, another young lady that I'm thinking about, um, it was year number six and she had made the ambassador team and had been on the ambassador team for four years, but she just could not make the team. And she was thinking about just not auditioning. And I was like, no, just last time, please, just for me. This last time, let's just do it. And let's just reinvent. Let's tweak your look. Let's make you a dirty blonde instead of a just straight blonde. Let's just do something a little bit different to bring something different to the judges. Mm -hmm. That year, she made the team. And then two years later, she ended up becoming a captain.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. I love how you can tell that you have, like you said, you called them your lovelies, but you can tell how much love you have for your, the people that go through the program, because you're like, no, let's try this. Let's try this. You want to do everything you can to make, to have them have that experience and have a great experience of trying out and crossing fingers that they make the team. I love that.
1: Yeah. Thank you for even noticing that. And, you know, I'm hoping my community feels (laughs) that from me, but that, you know, myself and all of our coaches, that's just, that's how we are. You know, I seem to attract you know, the right people, the right staff, the right coaches that have, um, you know, our lovelies and gents best interests at heart. Um, And I think it's because we've all been there and we know how challenging it can be. You know, we also know just how self-defeating and challenging it can be to be a female Mm -hmm. and the barriers that we have just as females. And so it's really important to all of us that they know that they are loved and they're supported and that we are there for them. We are there for them regardless within our community. And if one thing doesn't work, then we are gonna try something else. We're not gonna give up. We don't have the give up type of mentality. You know, we truly believe that you know, destiny doesn't, you know, knock, it whispers. And sometimes if you're ignoring the whispers, you're not even going to realize that you should be going in one direction um, versus another. And so it's really important to just pay attention to everything that's happening around you, to be a sponge, just try different things, try, you know, step outside of your comfort zone and just see
0: what happens. I love that. Now our time is almost Mm -hmm. up. Is there any one last nugget that you want to share before we talk about where people can find you at social media?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess, um, you know,
0: instead of really sharing about sideline prep,
1: you know, obviously, if there's anyone um, in your life that you know, that, you know, maybe has a cheer or, you know, dance background and has thought about it, or maybe not thought about going pro, it's possible for them. So like share information about us. We, you know, we have tons of free resources. We're here. We're willing to help. Um, But I think the main thing that I really want to share with anyone listening is to remember that it's possible. You know, anything is possible for you if you believe that you can do it and if you have a team of people around you to support you and your growth. But if you tell yourself no and if you make a decision that it's not possible for you, then you already know your answer. So I always tell our lovelies, you don't want to cut yourself. You don't want to, like, give yourself a no. Anything is possible if you put your mind to it. You just have to be willing to push the fear and the doubt and the overwhelm and the frustration and all of that negativity out of your head and just say, I'm going to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because this goal that I have, this dream that I have is that important to me. And I want to make it happen because if not, you're going to live a life of regret. And to me, that's the worst thing. That's the worst thing that can happen to you is looking back on your life and regretting that you did not do something because you allowed the the monkey chatter in your head um, to get the best of you. So for all of you out there, just know that you are enough, that it is possible and anything is possible for you if you believe.
0: I love that. Get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I love that. So tell people where they can find you on social media because you're all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: So pretty much uh, for me personally, it's Janine with a G, um, and it's literally Janine W I T H A G because a lot of people assume that it's a J. Um, so that's where you can find me, follow me. I would love to be friends and you know kind of chat over social. But then sideline prep, if you just Google sideline prep, you can find us. We're on Instagram. We have a YouTube channel. We have Twitter. Uh, we have Facebook, and we also have a. Free um, Facebook community of people that just, you know, want to go pro. And they're like, you know what? My family doesn't get me. They don't understand why I love to dance, why I love to cheer. So you can join us there. It's basically um, prep to pro cheer and dance in Facebook. And it is a free community. And we have
0: free trainings in there every single Tuesday. I love that. And your consultant. See, I know we didn't talk a lot about that, but I want to make sure we plug that as well. Yes, thank you
1: for the reminder. So for Sylon Prep, it's com, and then it's GS Consulting and Communications, but that website is GSCC. INC.com. And so, yes, I'm still open. I still have a passion for process improvement and helping organizations um, with their bottom line and meet their goals and all of that. It's just right now I'm focusing more on my lovelies, but I still do have a passion for that as well. So, com.
0: I love that. And Janine, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing your passion because you can definitely tell that you have passion for this as you're talking. You can definitely tell that you have the love for your clients or your lovelies, I should say, for um, wanting them to be the better, their better selves. And I love that. You're not just thinking about the actual look of a person, you're thinking about the inside as well. You're trying to improve the inside and the outside. And I really admire that because a lot of companies look at the outside person and don't, don't want to feed the emotional mental part. So I love that.
1: Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It all starts with mindset. It all starts with how we feel about ourselves. And I just want to make sure that all everyone that I come in contact with understands and knows that, you know, like you said, it's from the inside out and that's where success really happens. It all starts, you know, on the inside.
0: So thank you so much for having me as well. I really appreciate it. Well, guys, I would like, once again, Janine, I want to thank you for coming on. I'll put everywhere in the show notes where you can find her, all her links. As well as her links to the webinar and the challenge. Um, And as always, be blessed and remember, keep chatting. Chats from the blog cabin. We not only have voices for a podcast, but also faces for YouTube.
1: Don't miss your next episode.